Fabian lay cocooned in the rich, warm softness of the bedding and stared out through the open curtains. Shafts of red speared the dawn sky, pink, bloody. He rolled over and studied the sleeping girl beside him. Then he slipped out of bed and walked naked through the tangle of clothes on the floor to the window. He stared out at the morning mist and at the thick coils of smoke from the last of the winter prunings in the vineyards. Like the aftermath of a battle, he thought, and shuddered suddenly, his thin, sinewy body covered in goose pimples. The air was good, filled with dew and the strange animal smells of the girl that were all over him. He scratched himself, then stared once more out of the window, uneasily. Fabian! There was a gentle rap on the door, followed by a clumsy thump. Two minutes! He felt the strain on his throat as he tried to shout and whisper at the same time. The girl stirred slightly, rustling like a leaf in a breeze, and was silent again. He pulled on his jeans, collarless shirt and pullover, stuffed the rest of his clothes into his bag, and sloshed some cold water on his face. He dried it off, took a half-step towards the girl, then stopped, picked up his bag, and went out of the room, closing the heavy door silently behind him. Otto, Charles, and Henry were already outside, waiting. Otto, tall, with his hooked nose that overhung his mouth, his black hair raked sharply back from his pock-marked face, his herringbone coat hanging from his gangly frame, looked like a huge bird of prey. Charles stood beside him, rubbing his hands, bleary-eyed, with his usual baffled expression, as if the morning had crept up and caught him unawares. God, I feel bozoed, he said, yawning. Henry leaned against the car, hands sunk deep in his coat pockets, his eyes closed. I'm sorry, I overslept, said Fabian, unlocking the rear hatch of the Volkswagen and pulling out the scraper. Any chance of a coffee before we go, said Charles. Let's get some en route, said Fabian, dragging the rubber scraper through the heavy dew on the windows. It was still almost dark out here. He stared at the black, threatening silhouettes of the tall pines, at the cold grey walls of the chateau. He glanced up at the windows and tried to spot the one with the open curtains. He thought he saw a face there and looked away. I'll drive the first leg. Charles and Henry squeezed through into the rear seat, and Otto sank down in the passenger seat. Fabian switched on the ignition. The engine turned over noisily, clattering, popping, caught for an instant then died. Ace, said Charles. Going to be an absolutely ace morning. Yeah, really nice, said Henry in his slow, deep voice. He closed his eyes again. Wake me up in Calais. I would prefer to be heading south rather than north, said Otto, toying with his seatbelt. Bloody thing, I can never remember how this goes. The engine clattered, then fired again, rasping furiously. Sorry that we're dragging you away, Fabian, said Charles. Fabian shrugged, leaned forward and switched on the lights. Is she a good screw, said Otto. Fabian smiled and said nothing. He never discussed women. The girl stood by the window, a flat, drained expression on her face as she watched the red golf drive off into the mist. She touched her left arm gently. It hurt like hell. 
She walked over and sat in front of the dressing table and stared in the mirror. She flinched, then stared again closely at the purple bruises on her breasts, at the gouge down her left cheek, at the swelling around her right eye, and at her puffy lip, cracked and stained with dried blood. She stared for a long time, straight into her own eyes, unable to avert her gaze, then gently lowered her fingers between her legs and winced in pain at the touch. Salon, she said, 